Hey, everybody, it's Mike from the Mike Wagner Show, powered by SonicWeb Studios. Visit online at SonicWebStudios.com for all your needs. Look at a professional website without breaking your budget. SonicWeb Studios is the answer. SonicWeb Studios offers fast, affordable custom web designs at below the competition way. Call today, 1-800-303-3960. That's 1-800-303-3960. Or email to support at SonicWebStudios.com. Mention Mike Wagner Show. Get 20% off your first project. Sonic Web Studios, take your image to the next level. Also, time to give official shout out to our official sponsor of the Mike Wagner Show, international warring author Mia Molsonzia. If you love fast paced mysteries, you'll love Missing by Mia Molsonzia, available on Amazon in paperback and ebook. Missing is fast paced and intriguing with an unforgettable twist. It takes place in four countries, two strangers, one target, where truth is illusion and those you love will be the first go missing. It's available on Amazon in paperback and ebook. Missing by Mia Molsonzia has garnered great reviews in Eve Love and Enjoys by Howard Celebrities, including Jonah Cassidy, Forge Riley, and Manales. So grab your copy today for Goes Missing by Mia Molsonzia, available on Amazon. Also, check out the Mike Wagner Show at themikewagnershow.com on over 40 podcast platforms heard in over 100 countries, including Facebook, SoundCloud, Spreaker, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Also, Anchor FM, iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, Audible. Apple Music, and now heard on HamiltonRadio.net, Oldies FM, Diamonds Radio, and more. Take the Mike Wagner Show with you on any mobile device. Subscribe to the Mike Wagner Show on the YouTube channel. Follow the Mike Wagner Show on Instagram and Twitter today. And for great gift ideas, go to Amazon.com and check out the Mike Wagner Show podcast. T-shirts, pop sockets, throw pillows, tote bags, hoodies, baseball gear. Makes great gifts 24-7. Go to Amazon.com and check out the Mike Wagner Show podcast. And for more great gift ideas, go to Amazon.com slash Mia Molsonzia for great books like Missing, Once, and Wrinkles. Also, T-shirts, pop sockets, hoodies, phone cases, and more. Amazon.com slash Mia Molsonzia. Check it out today. I'll support the Mike Wagner Show on Anchor FM, PayPal, themikewagnershow.com. You can buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com at the Mike Wagner Show. Make sure you do so today. We're here with a terrific lady who is a compassion neuroscientist and a meditation teacher. She's also a writer and speaker and uh, author of a new book, Insight into a Bright Mind, a neuroscientist, personal stories of unique thinking. We'll talk about that. She also specializes in neurodevelopment and neurodegenerative uh, disorders and also translates the promise of neuroscience and positive um, psychology for individuals to live the best quality of life we'll find out more about that her new book basically explores the groundbreaking research examining experiences of unique and creative and intense um brains uh, through uh, interviews and also storytelling and also literary science while advocating for new new uh, directives of human creativity and um neurodiversity and of course she also leads a, a new generation of um meditation teachers fusing neuroscience with the ancient art of meditation how does she do it We'll find out. And live, ladies and gentlemen, from the Plus Studios in beautiful downtown Los Angeles, the amazing uh, neuroscientist and meditation teacher, writer, speaker, and the author of the new book, Insight to a Bright Mind, a neuroscientist, personal stories of unique thinking. Ladies and gentlemen, the amazing Dr. Nicole Tetriel. Dr. Nicole, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. It's such a pleasure to be here with you. Well, it's great, well, it's great to have you on board, Dr. Nicole. So you're a compassion neuroscientist and a meditation teacher, writer, and speaker. You specialize in uh, neurodevelopment and neurodegenerative uh, disorders and translates by the promise of neuroscience and positive psychology for individuals to live the best quality of life. Your new book explores the groundbreaking research that examines the experiences of unique, creative, uh, and intense uh, brains through interviews and also storytelling, literary science, and uh, while advocating for new 
directives of uh, human creativity and also uh, neurodiversity. You also lead a new generation of uh, meditation teachers fusing neuroscience with the ancient art of meditation and your book, Insight into a Bright Mind, a neuroscientist, personal stories of unique thinking. And before getting to all that, Dr. Nicole, tell us how you first got started. Well, my doorway into neuroscience really came out of a drive and a curiosity um, when my mother was diagnosed with a um, neurodegenerative disorder known as Parkinson's disease. Um, and I, my family and I, we went to the doctor. I was 18 years old when I found out she was 53. And um, in one of the very first meetings, I asked the doctor, is there anything we can do? You know, could diet, could exercise, can there be any things that can really support a positive lifestyle for her? And the doctor just came back and said, no, nah, there's nothing you could do. It's neurodegenerative. And um, out of my personal drive to prove him wrong, <laughs> I decided to get a PhD in neuroscience um, and study um, neurodegeneration and study Parkinson's disease um, where I earned a master's in coursework at UCLA. As I was doing that, um, studying a disease that was so close to what my mother had um, was very intense. And the other side of the spectrum was to really um, opened up where I wanted to study human tissue. And I had a great opportunity to do that at Caltech and um, look at the brains of a subset of population of people with autism. And, um, and so I went into really studying autism. And as I came out of getting my PhD, um, my mother was in her very late stages of Parkinson's disease and didn't have much time to um, live. And I decided to turn down an academic position um, and spend the last three months intensely with her. And as I did, um, I kind of made a promise to her and to myself that I would offer and translate neuroscience so people could find the most useful elements of it for their life. And it was really a spark for um, an honor of her and her legacy of what she taught me to be a compassionate, caring person, um, which I try to be most of the time. I'm not perfect, but she really taught compassion and um, yeah, and as I was doing that and we had her final stages, I did have a major existentialism crisis having lost her where um, it kind of brought me to meditation. And, you know, um, George Mumford, the former coach of um, uh, the Chicago Bulls who taught meditation to them, um, talks about the fact that people come to meditation for two points, really. Um, one out of suffering and one out of excellence. And for mm. me, it really um, developed out of suffering where um, in her later stages, really recognizing sitting and being with her was a living meditation of being an awareness with what is and, and who she was in the moment. And so um, that's kind of the, the through line. And, um, and as I began to study meditation and translate neuroscience, I, um, my son was identified as gifted and, um, everyone's so that's so great. Your kid's gifted. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and, um, and I knew there was kind of another side to the story where he was, um, 
you know, he had different behaviors and he was kind of an out of the box thinker. And, um, you know, we were in a parent teacher conference and I learned, um, in that conference that he was basically spending most of his recess and lunch inside reading books. And I was super concerned when the teacher said that. And I was like, he needs to be outside socializing. That's what I did. I went outside and I played kickball and I was like a psycho, you know, I was like (laughs) really needed to get my energy out. And he turned to me and he said, mom, the kids are too much. I just need alone time. Hmm. Interesting. And And that was like a light bulb moment where he, his teacher and I learned that he already knew how to self-regulate. There was nothing to fix. There was nothing to do. There was nothing for him to be different about. And it changed the way that I parented him from that moment on was to really see him in the best light that I can for who he was rather than who as a mother, I expected him to be um, and really allowed him to find his way rather than, you know, pushing him into some sort of box. And as I started to do that, I started to talk about um, neurodiversity in the brain. And I met um, James Webb, the the, um, founder of Social Emotional Needs for Gifted, and he asked me to write a book. And so um, then I wrote a book. (laughs) So, Mm. and I, I, you know, I spent Uh, a couple of years really researching it, reading over a thousand papers and really trying to shape our awareness and the collective understanding to really embrace all minds, you know, and seeing like embracing all minds, thinking about it as a neurodiversity movement where everybody can be accepted for who they are um, without having to conform to what we call so you know, so, so called normal. Mm-hmm. I, I was just thinking about that. You talked about normal and everything else or, or you're trying to put all, all the people into a box. That's been the big thing where everybody's got to be one and everything. And I got to say this, the whole, everything, everybody has to be one is a bunch of baloney. I got to say that. And my thing is if everybody was like the same mind, same, everything else, this world be pretty boring, but you talked about your son being gifted and having these unique gifts. And, um, what advice would you give to us, uh, parents out there? How do you recognize uh, a, a, your child is gifted and what are the types of uh, gift that, that's out there? And it's, uh, it's almost like, you know, how, how exactly do you handle it? Yeah, so that's a really great question. So, um, you know, giftedness is, is a spectrum, <laughs> just like anything. And, mm-hmm. and really there are these exceptionalities that an individual can possess where they could have massive strengths in one area as well as have, um, and, and giftedness is really kind of identified as having, um, you know, a strength in a particular area, um, as well as having creativity and the ability to see forward and, and, you know, create a product out of it. Now, the second part of that definition, um, it's a bit of Renzulli's where, um, that I think sometimes giftedness in the school system can be missed um, because people who are gifted could have different production and communication styles that can be missed. So um, the way that um, Dabrowski and um, Dr. Daniels really talk about giftedness, that it falls into five pillars of kind of openness, where it could be an intellectual ability, um, an ability for um, creativity, 
a physical ability, emotional ability, and a sensorial ability. Um, and you could think about it in that way where there's an enhanced ability or, or an awareness in an individual. And then you could also even break it down into Gardner's um, theory of multiple intelligences, which has naturalistic, um, spiritual, and it kind of, he has eight different intelligences that he talks about. And, um, and so it's really important that to me, you know, the way that standard giftedness is identified is through testing. Um, and if you have a kid who's twice exceptional, so they're gifted, and then they have a learning difference, sometimes that can mask their giftedness. So it may not show up on a standard academic test um, that we're looking at. And so what I really like to provide parents with is that, you know, instead of thinking it as so-called gifted is every child's gonna have individual strengths and challenges. And so the important thing is, is to really bring in um, an awareness to hone in on their natural strengths give them um, opportunities for increased classes, um, you know, ability to practice their interest areas at home and, you know, allow them to kind of explore those areas with like minds. Um, with challenges, you know, that's where you kind of need to bring in supports. And often, you know, when we think about this dichotomy between the challenge and, and the strength, um, unfortunately, in our school system, there's always been this deficit-based model that we, you know, tailor the mind to see what's wrong and try to fix it. Mm. Um, and what I like to talk about more so is that when you lead with a child's natural strengths and abilities, that is going to kind of lead the way where these other challenges that may need supports, not to say that they don't, um, their self-esteem and their self-actualization of who they are kind of is better grounded than thinking from a lack perspective. Um, and so that's really what I point parents to. Um, and when I say, you know, you know, when we think about the spectrum of humanity, you know, obviously the more wealth you have, the greater ability do you have to provide these extracurricular activities. You have the ability to bring in tutors and supports where needed. Um, and so for parents where we're looking at challenges in their socioeconomic um, standpoint is, um, you know, there are still things you can do that, you know, are free at home where nurturing your child that they love music, you know, there's plenty of apps, there's plenty of, um, you know, different instruments that they can gain access to through different organizations. And I have a lot of different resources on my website that parents can kind of um, connect with, you know, to bring in these kind of supports for their child. Mm -hmm. And do you think a lot of these get the schools of the United States are lacking in those or, or what are some of the few that actually do meet the requirements that you listed as well too? I think it's complicated. You know, I think um, when you have, you know, there's some charter schools that have these specialized gifted programs that kind of allow for excelling a child um, that can work very well. I also think that um, in the standard classroom, um, when you think about neurodiversity, one in five kids are neurodiverse. And they sometimes just come across as like standard, you know, C students. And so their gifts can be missed. And so, I mean, I think 
a couple of things need to happen in our educational system. You know, teachers, first of all, need to be paid a lot more. <laughs> that is very true. I got to say that I've been told yeah. to be a teacher and I, and I said, and uh, my dad even said this too, that, um, you know, why are teachers being paid, you know, you know, so, such and such while, um, you know, today's athletes are being paid like, you know, like 1 million, 2 million, 5 million and 10 million, even like um, locally in California, Mike Trout was like a 300 million or something. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. So exactly. I mean, teachers need, they need support in their classrooms. And I also think financially for themselves, first of all, I think secondly, um, you know, I do think that the model of, um, you know, these standardized tests, I think, can really do a disservice to teachers and school districts. Now, that being said, of course, we need standards in our societies to see progress. Um, and at the same time, um, I think kind of rethinking education in a sense of individualized approach where, um, you know, you could get batches of kids getting specialized education that they, for their needs that meet um, their needs as well as, you know, their social emotional environments. Um, and so I would say for teachers, you know, when you think about a classroom, like I just said, if you have one in five, imagine their energy. If you, if you have, you know, 20, 30 students, you could, you know, be looking at five or six kids that are neurodiverse um, that need special attention perhaps. Um, and that being said, you know, we don't even talk about, you know, the mental health and anxiety that children face and school systems now um, with testing and, you know, just pure safety in the classroom. And so I think um, that's one element. I think also resources, you know, I think that there needs to be greater general education across educators and in the school system of what neurodiversity really is, what gifted is, you know, and neurodiversity really encompasses giftedness, ADHD, autism spectrum, dyslexia, dyspraxia. Um, and, and so it's that umbrella that we're looking at. And once there's better awareness of that, the identification can happen. And once a child's identified, you can lead with their strengths and then bring in um, you know, supports wherever needed. You know, I mean, because if you're gonna have a child that is you know, let's say you have a child who has ADHD and they're super high energy, um, you know, and you're having them in a classroom and you're forcing them to sit down when, you know, they need to get up for their physicality, for their body, um, that could be torture for them. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, you are going to get a lot of misbehaving if you don't understand the stem of that behavior. Um, and, and often we always talk about ADHD as being overactive, but it could also be a child who seems zoned out and that's inattentive ADHD. And so basically educating teachers about, about neurodiversity and what's coming into their classroom, because they've been seeing it, they have an awareness and they understand and giving them proper tools and strategies to work with um, different kinds of minds. Hmm. That's rather interesting, too. And uh, you also lead a new generation of um, meditation teachers fusing neuroscience with the ancient of meditation. We'll um, infuse that into the education system. We'll talk about that along with your book, Insight into a Bright Mind. But first, listen to the Mike Widener Show at the MikeWidenerShow.com, powered by Sonic Web Studios. 
Visit online at SonicWebStudios.com for all your needs. Look at a professional website without breaking your budget. Sonic Web Studios is the answer. Sonic Web Studios offers fast, affordable custom web designs at below the competition way. Call today, 1-800-303-3960. That's 1-800-303-3960. Or email to support at SonicWebStudios.com. Mention the Mike Wagner Show. Get 20% off your first project. Sonic Web Studios, take your image to the next level. Also, time to give official shout-out to our official sponsor of the Mike Wagner Show, international warring author Mia molson -Zia. If you love fast-paced mysteries, you'll love Missing by Mia molson -Zia. available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. Missing is fast-paced and intriguing with an unforgettable twist. Takes place in four countries, two strangers, one target, where truth is illusion and those you love will be the first to go missing. It's available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. Missing by Mia molson -Zia has garnered great reviews and Eve 11 enjoys by Howard celebrities, including Joanna Cassie, Forbes Riley, and many others. So grab your copy today for Girls Missing by Mia molson -Zia. Available on Amazon. Also, check out the Mike Wagner Show at themikewagnershow.com on over 40 podcast platforms heard in over 100 countries. Take us with you on any mobile device. Subscribe to the Mike Wagner Show on the YouTube channel. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter today. And for great gift ideas, go to amazon.com and check out the Mike Wagner Show podcast. And for more great gift ideas, go to amazon.com slash Mia for great merchandise, books, and more. Also, don't forget to support the Mike Wagner Show on Anchor FM. PayPal, themikewagnershow.com. You can buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com at the Mike Wagner Show. Make sure you do so today. We're here with the author of uh, Insight into a Bright Mind, a neuroscientist, uh, personal stories of unique thinking, Dr. Nicole Tetriol here on the Mike Wagner Show, also compassion, neuroscientist, and also meditation teacher, writer, speaker, and more. Before we get to more about your book and uh, leading a new generation of uh, meditation teachers, you talked about... Um, two different styles you had one was the uh creative the physical and the intellectual and emotional on um on one side you also have the uh, naturalistic and also intelligent on the other were you able to uh, manage those uh two to fuse together or is this something that's been um you know going on for a while um in terms of intelligences you know i mean i think people have an array of these and so it's really um how they're first of all it's like your genetics what you're kind of born into this world with and then how it's nurtured and so you know the way that i really see it and and i see it in relation to brain development is that each of us is going to have our own unique brain print and brain signature which leads to having um abilities in specific areas you know and you know for example musicians brains are more um connected to emotion you know, who would have thought, but that totally makes sense because, you know, think about the times when you listen to music, the chills that you get, the, you know, the experience you have. I can think of so have. many. I got music playing my mind right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And just thinking about lyrics or a song can make you weepy. And so, um, and, and I always advocate, you know, for some kids that are nonverbal, music is a great way for them to communicate about their emotions, you know? And so for me, it's, um, you know, as I've been saying, intelligence is a spectrum. And I think that when we kind of open our awareness to what individuals have to offer and we allow them to emerge naturally and we're present with them, we can see that. But we don't know what's going on in somebody else's mind, you know, and a big part of my understanding for that came with my mother um, having Parkinson's disease. And through time, there was a motor deterioration where she couldn't physically move. And then eventually she couldn't speak. I knew there was so much going on in her mind. 
that she couldn't verbally communicate, that doesn't mean just because she wasn't nonverbal that there wasn't a lot going on in her mind. And so I think we have the opposite end, you know, even that when we talk about kids that are on the autism spectrum, we talk about high functioning and low functioning. And that's just a, that's what we're perceiving. And we're having these categorizations of exterior markers for that rather than, um, you know, than actually knowing what's going on inside, you know, and Leo Kanner, the first one to ever really document about autism, you know, said that people on the spectrum had a silent wisdom, you know, mm. and, and we forget sometimes, you know, we all like to talk so much that, you know, <laughs> silence is golden. <laughs> <laughs> I guess silence is golden takes on a different meaning as well too, in most cases, but don't say that to social media, like Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or anything like that. But of course, you talk about uh, ways to stimulate the brains and become a more focused person and maybe uh, suggest uh, what are some of the ways you can stimulate brains and, um, you know, become more focused. And especially about the adage where it's like, you know, they say that the ability to get um, you, you less than a brain, but really that's not the case. It's like, I'm always learning something new every day. So that's right. Yeah. And I think it's, it's the attitude you bring to it. Right. Mm -hmm. So um you know, for, I think it's when you have that growth mindset that you, A, you learn from your mistakes and you keep going. Um, really though, we know for longevity, there are, there are very particular things um, that are very important through Rush University. Um, and they found the most important elements for longevity um, and good health for the brain um, and body and mind really. Um, was first having deep social connections. So um, knowing and having deep social connections with at least three people, um, feeling kind of part of a community really is powerful. Uh, the second element was having purpose and meaning. So engaging in something that you love doing every single day helps with longevity. And they found that diet. So eating a non-inflammatory diet that's particular for your body um, improves your um, mental and physical health, which makes sense. And we're not going to get into the gut and microbiome on this. No, but no, no. <laughs> there's I... a huge part <laughs> of the gut-brain connection that's really important for longevity. And um, and then ways to really stimulate creativity is you know get out into nature. You know. Nature is one of the most healing elements. You know, there are these things called awe walks um, where you outwardly focus your attention and you pay attention to the flowers and you pay attention to the trees um, and you kind of outwardly gaze. Uh, there's also, you know, working with your hands. One of the very oldest elements is our ancestors naturally worked with their hands every single day. So working with your hands for 15 minutes a day um, stimulates natural creativity and mm. yeah, exactly. And yeah, get that pen and, <laughs> or even doing dishes, you know, it could be quite meditative and, um, and then really another way to stimulate creativity is, um, you know, through mindfulness is becoming mindfully aware of your, um, surroundings and, you know, we know that people who practice, um, mindfulness for 13 minutes a day, um, it becomes a trained um, behavior. And in that you have changes that actually happen to the brain where um, parts of the brain that are centered for fear actually reduce in size in areas that are really important for emotional regulation and um, in-tune communication and connection 
um, show more growth. So actually meditation kind of rewires and grows your brain. Um, so hmm. there's rather, a lot. That's rather interesting. <laughs> and, and you're not the, hopeless. And of course, the Italians always speak with our hands too. So yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and you also lead a new generation of meditation teachers fusing neuroscience with the Asian art of meditation. This is something groundbreaking. And, um, you know, tell us about that. And what inspired you to um, lead that uh new generation of meditation teachers fusing the neuroscience with the H&R meditation. And um, tell us more about that. That's really interesting. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's really important that we can rewire the mind for positive neuroplasticity. And what does that mean? <laughs> that means you build positive neural networks um, that where you're kind of reconditioning your brain um, to have kind of greater awareness in the present moment. Um, kind of work through your emotional regulation and also allow yourself um, to land mindfully um, into greater equanimity. You know, a lot of people think meditation is about feeling good um, and, and improving. And, it, and not to say that, of course, meditation allows for that openness, but really what we're looking for is balance for whatever comes our way. You know, um, we don't know what life has to offer us. There's so many mysteries in the future and, you know, we could be having the best day of our life, but if our mental attitude toward it is negative, it could be experienced as the worst day um, and vice versa. You could be having the worst day, but if you're mindfully aware and you come into it as a state of, of awareness and, and equanimity, it's not going to be so challenging. And so for me, um, meditation has transformed my life in the sense that, you know, I used to experience high levels of anxiety and through practicing meditation, that worry mind for me personally has slowly dissipated. It doesn't mean that it's ever completely gone, but the good news is, is that a life meditation is awareness when anxiety arises and being okay with it. Um, and so for me, I just really find it to be one of the best ways to help people um, kind of regulate and come into the true essence of who they are rather than um, operating off of a fear state. And it was really through the pandemic um, that I felt the call to really offer it and, and kind of um, bring in the elements of using um, neuroscience and how you kind of can rewire your brain as well as talk about the physiology um, and and really offer it um, to people as as a resource. Mm, that's really interesting too. And I also thought about uh, we're, we're with Dr. Nicole Tetri on the Mike Widener show with insight into a bright mind, a neuroscientist, uh, personal stories of unique thinking. And of course, you also think about uh, some of the things associated with the brain. What about those with, um, with PTSD? Yeah. So meditation has been shown to help people with PTSD, especially through a cognitive lens. So using it as a therapeutic approach where it's taught through with a licensed psychologist. Um, and, you know, in, in some elements, you have to be careful because um, in PTSD, if, if you have somebody go into the body, it could actually be activating. Um, and so it has to be done with a trauma-informed lens um, where there are safety valves and releases for people who've had trauma um, because it could actually, in some cases, meditation can, or, you know, mindfulness 
um, techniques can actually be activating. Mm. So it has to be done um, with a specific awareness. That's rather interesting too. And uh, where can we find the book Insight to a Bright Mind, uh, a neuroscientist, uh, personal stories of unique thinking at Dr. Nicole? Anywhere books are sold. <laughs> so. Okay. All right. Sounds good. And uh, what's coming up for Dr. Nicole? I'll find out just a minute. You listen to the Mike Wagner Show at the MikeWagnerShow.com, powered by SoundWeb Studios. Visit online at SoundWebStudios.com for all your needs. Also brought to you by our official sponsor, the Mike Wagner Show, international warring author Mia Muslims of Missing, available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. We'll be back with author Dr. Nicole Tetriol of Insight into a Bright Mind after this time. We're back to Dr. Nicole Tetriol on the Mike Wagner Show with Insight into a Bright Mind, a neuroscientist, personal stories of unique uh, thinking. And what can we expect me in 2022 and beyond, Dr. Nicole? Oh, well, I mean, I'm. I'm working on designing a, a meditation program for people who are neurodiverse. Um, so I'm really excited to, to share that with the community. And I'm, I have a, a work a study guide that I'm working on for insight into a bright mind for people to use in study groups. And uh, yeah, I have a, a new book on creativity and creative vision uh, that um, I'll be working on that hopefully will come out soon enough. And we're certainly looking forward to as well, too. Very amazing, Dr. Nicole. And who do you consider biggest influence in your career? My biggest influence? Um, gee, well, I would say my mother and my son, you know, have, have really been great teachers for me. And um, my mother through compassion and my son to teach me how to be compassionate. <laughs> so... <laughs> that's very interesting i like that and what's the best advice you can give to anybody at this point any advice um you're okay just as you are there isn't anything you need to do different or to be different i like that i think my brain agrees the same thing of course brain and hearts don't agree but i think they agree on that one too so <laughs> good let them agree on that one <laughs> there you go we're here with author dr nicole Churchill of uh, insight into a bright nine a neuroscientist, personal stories of unique thinking on the Mike Wagner Show. Dr. Nicole, a very big thank you for your time. I learned a lot from you. You've been absolutely fantastic. Looking forward to having you again soon. Make sure you keep us up to date. Keep in touch. Love to have you back. And once again, tell us about your upcoming projects. What's your website? How do people contact you? Or can people uh, purchase or check out your book and other services? Yeah, just um, you could check out. I have a speaking page where I'm kind of speaking all over. You could see if you could attend one of those events. Um, NicoleTatro.com. My Twitter and Instagram are um, Awesome Neuro. So I hope to see you out there. Sounds good. We will certainly do that. Once again, Dr. Nicole, a very big thank you for your time. You've been absolutely amazing. Looking forward to having you again soon. Make sure you keep us up to date. Keep in touch. Love to have you back. We wish you all the best. And you've got a great future ahead of you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thanks for having me.